Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide for Friday, February 3rd. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Today, why there are no layoffs at Apple Computer. Well, you may have read about all the layoffs that are occurring in the tech industry. Most of the industry leaders have begun sending pink slips to their workers in an effort to cut costs. Conspicuously absent, however, has been Apple Computer, which to date has not let anyone go. Here may be one reason why. Now, we're all familiar with the supply chain. That's the series of steps from a production facility, usually in Asia, to the end user, usually in America. It's a process that began back in the 1950s, when labels that read Made in Japan began to appear. Back then, we considered such items an oddity. Didn't American factories make all the Americans could want? Went that thinking. Over the years, Americans became more and more accustomed to these overseas products, and now we couldn't live without them. Over the past several years, America has purchased from its overseas suppliers somewhere between $800 billion and a $1 trillion per year more in overseas goods than we sold to them. Offshore production dominates American markets in such fields as pharmaceutical compounding, electronic production, and certain auto segments. Now, perhaps the most widely recognized of all these offshore products are the phones and electronic products by Apple Computer, one of the world's largest multinational companies. In the Apple business model, products are designed and marketed from their offices here in America, while their products are actually manufactured, or to use Apple's terms, assembled, in Asia. The most profitable and famous of all the Apple products is the iPhone, and it's the iPhone which provides the best insight into Apple's business model. The iPhone was designed by John Ivey and his team back in the early 2000s and first came to the market in 2007. Sleek, simple, and straightforward, the iPhone took the American market by storm, where, since the very beginning, it has been the dominant smartphone product. The loyal customers for this product are legion, and I'm sure you know, as I do, several friends or family who simply must have the latest model each time a new iPhone is released. What we've just described is the sum total of the American-based portion of Apple. Design and marketing, that's it. Think about the incredible leverage here. Just a relatively few people working in the U.S., Apple administration, Apple management, and Apple marketing departments, as well as the design department, and I'm discounting those employees at the Apple stores as they do add to headcount, but I don't think they are an essential part of the Apple business model and certainly came into the business model relatively recently. Overall, Apple has one of the lowest corporate profiles of any major corporations. By any measure, the number of American-based workers is extremely small compared to the amount of annual product. It's because of these relatively few American-based workers that Apple has not yet appeared on the list of high-tech companies who are laying people off. The short answer? The vast number of workers who assemble the iPhone don't work for Apple. Shocking, I know. Now, Professor Yi Zhang at the State University of New York in Buffalo has called the way that Apple assembles the iPhone gig manufacturing. 
It's a concept that's very similar to what we call independent contractors. Here in the States, when we hire a plumber or repairman, we're only hiring a temporary employee. The plumber or repairman agrees to perform a certain task, and we agree to pay them a stipulated payment for that job. That's exactly how most of the workers for Apple work. Only they don't really work for Apple. They work for an intermediate. Now, the largest iPhone factory in the world is located in the city of Xingzhou, China. The plant itself takes up over 5,000 square kilometers and employs thousands upon thousands of workers. It makes iPhones, but not in an Apple plant. The plant is owned and run by Foxconn, a Taiwanese company that contracts with Apple to manufacture iPhones. And taking it one step further, the workers who work at the iPhone plant don't work for Foxconn. They are independent contractors, those gig workers that Professor Dong talks about. They come to the plant, do their closely watched job, and get paid each month. Average compensation at the iPhone plant is $324 per month. Because iPhone sales are highly seasonable, most sales occur in the three months around year-end holidays. Many workers are simply let go at the end of that high sales period. Remember, these are not layoffs. They're simply gig workers who no longer have work to do. And besides, this isn't Apple letting them go. It's Foxconn. Apple has found the way around all those American rules, regulations, and benefits. There is no unemployment benefit for gig workers, little or no insurance, no OSHA, no union, no retirement fund, and on and on. Apple, along with Nike and most of the other multinational companies, has devised a virtual manufacturing process. It's where components and raw materials are brought together, but the human factor is shipped off to someone else. It is a remarkable construct, one made possible with the advent of modern logistics. And it's the reason that Apple Computer may not lay off anyone. And that's the value side for Friday, February 3rd. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own. 